Welcome to For All Matters. I'm on the line with my co-host, Monica Rose, and uh, I figured we'd just go into a topic right now. You know, a lot of people know me from the Pico thing, where I discuss the music business. And I feel like maybe we should just call this one The Biz Is Over. Because as of right now, the way the world looks with all the social distancing and all this shit with the virus, I feel like the whole music business is gonna change. And I mean from the top to the bottom. I've been on a lot of phone calls with people that I know from, that work inside the business and radio and labels and shit. And it's not good right now. A lot of people are scrambling. So Monica, the first thing that I wanna talk about, if you're an artist, you basically have, and we used to have physicals, right? Like CDs and, mm -hmm like tangible things that we could buy in the store, right? Like, you know what I mean? We don't have that now, we have streaming. And I've said this many times on my segments, but the major labels own the streaming services. The streaming services are major label owned and major label backed. And some birdies have been telling me, and by the way, some of the same birdies told me a lot of shit that came true. So, you know, I tend to believe these people. Um, people were telling me that the indies are going to get probably kicked off of the streaming services here soon. I mean, not exact. I don't know exactly when, but coming here soon, most of the indie artists are going to get kicked off of these streaming services because a lot of these labels sign artists to 360 deals, most of them. And most artists are signed to a 360 deal of some kind right now, which includes all music sales, whether streaming or whatever, touring, uh, live shows, all of that, and merchandise, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go over those things. Right now, we have streaming. We have live shows, right? I mean, nobody can do a live show. Mm -hmm. So... We're, we're getting to a point where the labels are losing money because they're no longer uh, getting the capital. They're no longer getting the money from the artists that they're used to taking and stealing all the time. They're not getting all of these, uh, what's called mechanical royalties from, from the artists. They're not getting what they're used to getting and what they're used to pulling in. So, okay, shows are out the picture, at least for the time being. And then you have merchandise. I know myself, I've tried to contact a few uh, distribution centers and, and, and like a few people that I know that were gonna help me with some merchandise. And they're like, man, I can't even do it right now. A lot of my shit's getting shut down because of the virus and because of all of the bullshit with the world. A lot of companies that- Are they to source things now just to even right. get the things that they're going to use to make the merch? Right. And a lot of the merchandising in general is just slowing down because and not just with that, but also with the mailing, people don't feel safe with it. Right. Like, so merchandise is real hard to do right now. Like it's the whole shit is changing. So what's the left is streaming. Yeah, it's streaming. <laughs> so we're getting to the point now where the labels are looking at it and they're like, so if we have a bunch of indie artists on a streaming service that we own and we have our own artists on there, 
then why don't we just make some more space for the artists that we have and just take even more? And I've heard that they're going to start to actually have like uh, like like conference calls, like Zoom and, and like like Zoom, like video conference calls to sign artists. They might actually pluck some of these artists that are indie from these streaming services that have all right numbers and just conference call with them and sign artists that way and do like a digital signature. Like, you know what I mean? Like digital contracts. Yeah, it makes sense that they would do something like that because just like the music industry had to evolve when it went from being physical to being more digital, now they're going to have to find the next level of evolution essentially for the music industry. And in the meantime, they're going to focus on what's bringing in the money. And so I know if, if like, you know, if I'm thinking in business terms, that just makes sense to do that, to make more space for the big cash draws and then, you know, start signing more people on because it doesn't make sense for them to have the independent artists on their streaming services if they're not getting as much from it. Exactly. And that's where we're at right now. And I keep getting told by people, nah, you know, uh, you're just like doom and gloom with everything. The indies still have a chance, like, you know what I mean? And da, 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 da. But a lot of people that tell me that they're just not taking into consideration everything that I know is true about the music business. Like, you know, so you have the talent agencies that are at the top of this. There's only two major ones, CAA and WME. Actually, to be more specific, WMEIMG. It is the largest talent agency that there is. Everybody that you can think of, and I've said this on many segments before, but from late night talk show hosts to athletes to every genre of musician to actors, Hollywood. And by the way, a lot of their shareholders in WME are actors right now. And what's not happening? Music. What's not happening? Uh, movies. Exactly. Uh, like, you know, so they're losing money. And they have to... They, they have to justify their lifestyle, right? So, <laughs> And I think a lot of times people confuse doom and gloom, like you were saying earlier, with the real world. A lot of people like to delude themselves and create this fantasy world to make the real thing that's around them a little bit more livable. So a lot of times when people are being realistic, they get accused of being pessimistic, where in actuality, they're just being honest. So I think that's what a lot, what's happening right now is people are kind of inserting their own reality or what they hope it's going to turn into, into their picture of what, what they're comprehending. And I mean, that's true. And I look at the whole scope of shit the head of WME, the CEO, is Ari Emanuel. Now, for people who don't know, WME is like kind of like a secret society of the entertainment business. Everybody you can think of is part of it. William Morris has these like get-togethers and these like extravaganzas where they have like Oprah and everybody in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, Oprah, I mean, the who's who will be at these little gatherings and get-togethers and parties that they throw. I mean, it's real industry shit. So, Ari Emanuel, he's real Hollywood. Like, a lot of people don't know, he used to be Trump's agent when Trump was on The Apprentice. 
<laughs> so there's like there's less than one one degree separation between all of these billionaires and politics and the control of the country and everything that's going on. So if you think that Ari hasn't hit up Trump like, yo, <laughs> what's going on with shit? Like, what's the timeline on things and all of this? There's a lot of moving and shaking going on behind the scenes right now. They're trying to get to the point where they can say, okay, here's our next plan of attack. How can we make this money? How can we keep this shit going? And when I look at it, I don't see a lot of hope if, and I just want to speak on indie artists, if, if we are to just go forward with business as usual, when and if things start to open up and return to some kind of normalcy. Because who knows, like, you know, Dr. Fauci talking about we can't even shake hands for the rest of our life and like, you know, how all of these things are going to change, basketball games, football games, baseball games. Like, you know, there there won't be a crowd for a long time. And then when there is a crowd, there's going to be distance between people and all of that. So when you look at it as an indie artist, if you have no place to independently put your music up for consumption, and right now streaming services is where that's at, and if there's, if it's getting harder to produce merchandise and then live shows, you have venues, all right? Right now, locally, I mean, I can speak on in Jersey, Maryland, Delaware area right now. I know a lot of venues that are just closing for good. No, absolutely. Like, it's the same in, in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is like on, on a strict lockdown. They have a curfew and everything in a lot of areas. So there's no way they're, they're having any venues open for... Yeah, and I mean, just in general, like for the future, I feel like closing definitely. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it, a lot of these businesses, they're not getting the bailouts that they thought they would get from the government and all of that shit. Like a lot of these venues... So the smaller venues, the ones that can remain open, first of all, you're going to have a lot that just close. And then the ones that can remain open, you have to wonder, are they going to allow that kind of liability for their business to have indie artists come in and perform? Because does the crowd justify that artist? Does the, the possibility of a person getting sick in these days and times justify that indie artist up there mm -hmm. you know what i mean because yeah. what are you gonna so are you gonna have the possibility of a big lawsuit just because some joe Smo nobody went up on stage and did their new single like you know what i mean and how many tickets can they really sell and then even if you just had the numbers and get people in and and, and have people just free tickets just you, you get in off the street Still, what's yeah, the, the point when the rest doesn't like you, justify the means? Right. So a lot of these places that really did have indie artists come in, they're probably not going to for a very long time. Like they're probably not going to for a very long time for liability reasons. Now, when you get to the larger venues, uh, even colleges, but I'm talking about like, you know, even larger than that stadiums and all of that kind of shit. Of course, the labels I mean, they're going to have contracts with the venues and liability and lawyers and all of this shit. So 
they're going to feel comfortable enough to have these major label acts go up and do some type of concert, some type of show in the way that they're able to do it with whatever restrictions that they may have. They're going to feel comfortable enough to do business with a major label once things start to go back into the swing of things. But as far as indie artists, what are we going to be left with? And that's what, that's kind of where I'm at now. Like, where are, where are we going to go to be able to get asses in the seats to pay attention to the music? Now, does this mean that this is the death of the stage? I mean, I would hate to think that, right? I would hate to think that going forward, live performances is going to take a backseat to everything else because really, that was how indie artists got their name out. That was how they got a following. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even if it was a cult following, even if it was a small following that they could just rely on, that was some, that was like the real major way mm-hmm. that artists would would get that backing that they needed for the rest of their career, you know? So, I mean, could this really be the death of just performing as an indie artist in general? Like, you know what I mean? Or I think it would definitely make it a make it a lot harder going forward now what the future holds as far as you know the limits on crowds and everything being unrestricted things like that i think the only places that are going to be able to bring in revenue are going to be the ones with the with the um with the major artists in the headline it's going to be the people because if you got to space them out you know you can bring nine friends with you but then you got to be like 10 feet away from the next group of people if you want to have a significant crowd that's going to justify you know putting on that show you're going to need a stadium and the independent people aren't going to be able to afford to to throw a show in and you know in in a huge stadium and it's something that even though i don't think i just don't see the stage going away altogether i think it's going to become a lot more exclusive and i think it's going to take a lot longer to get back to a normal to get to the point where we can start seeing these smaller performances again because you know if you go into a bar you go into something like that like ram's head in baltimore or something like that where even though it's a larger setup it's still considered a smaller venue and I don't think you might be able to have like what thirty people in there if you space them out all the way. <laughs> like it's not going to justify having a whole show. So it's going to take some time, and it's going to take, you know, it's going to take a while to see how this is all going to turn out before we're able to really tell what's going on. But as far as the death of the stage, I think as long as you have people with a desire to perform and other people with a desire to witness them, I don't think it'll die altogether. But it's definitely going to change. Yeah. I mean, I know that for sure because I'm just looking at, see, whenever there's an opportunity for billionaires and corporations and, you know, just big business in general, politicians, because in my opinion, the United States of America is one of the biggest businesses that there is. It's a business. So whenever there's an opportunity for any kind of big business to take advantage of something, whether it be for control or whether it be for their own pocket, for, for you know, income reasons, they're going to do it. So, you know, this could be one of those openings. This could be what they were looking for to get a little bit more control. But that brings me to the point of, okay, because pretty much everybody that I know in radio right now 
is hanging on by a, and I mean FM radio, they're hanging on by like a little bit of a thread. Like, I don't even, like, nine out of 10 people in radio right now lost their jobs. And if this thing hits again, like they said it was going to in the fall, radio's over. It just is. It's completely over. Like, FM radio, it's a wrap. And shout out to NGI radio, you know, and different other platforms that are digital. But a lot of people have to understand if they have their own independent platform right now, that this is an opportunity. Because I hear a lot of independent platforms all the time when I'm doing my segments and just in general, before all of this, when I was doing artist meetings and helping out artists and shit like that, and I would just run into all kinds of people that say they have their own internet radio stations, they have their own uh, digital platforms and da 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 da. And they kept saying they do what FM radio can't do and they really are the ones that support talent and blah, blah, blah. And I kept saying to them, okay, word, so... Y'all are registered with broadcast data systems. And then the answer is always either what's that or no. But you know what I mean? And if, if you're not certified by broadcast data systems or media base as a platform going forward, then you're not doing what FM could do for the artist. I don't care that you're giving them an opportunity. You're lying when you say to yourself that you're providing just as much of an opportunity for artists. Yes, FM radio for many years because of corporate control wasn't providing any kind of lane for independent artists. They're playing the same three songs all day because they had contracts with promo companies and WME and certain shit. And they just went full on corporate. So they cared less about the indie artists or the local artists getting on. The whole business plan changed. So yeah, I mean, FM radio went to shit. So if you just want to criticize it on that end, and then yeah, all of that shit's true. But at the end of the day, if you have a digital platform and you're not going as hard on the business end, 24-7, just like FM radio, a lot of people I know on radio barely sleep. They work seven days a week, barely get sleep. If you don't have a digital platform that you're going extremely hard to build and as a business, so you, you know, doing everything that you can to make sure that the music that you're playing is getting tracked so it actually reports to billboard and that's bds and so on and so forth so again that's digital radio that's a digital platform yeah people are going to start having to do their homework and actually keep yeah. up with that and learn how to evolve with this new thing that the music industry is becoming they're not just going to be able to be like oh 50 people heard my song today Absolutely exactly because if that's on radio is gone and it is it is a lot of people, when they make their electronic press kit, their EPK, they have to put how many times that they got spins and different things. I mean, that's something that you have to provide. Like, you know what I mean? That shows that a certain amount of people have heard your music officially. Well, if FM radio goes out, that means you can't even get a promo company. You can't even sign with a talent agency to get your music played and, and get all that pay for play money. And That's get, how and your work is measured as an artist. Whenever you yeah. go to show yourself to somebody else, that's how you prove your worth. Like, yeah, your song's great, but what else is backing that up? What's behind that? What are the numbers that is going to yeah. prove that this is getting heard? Yeah, what's your worth? 
Because when you go to do something greater, you have to prove all of those numbers, whatever it is. Even if you want to remain independent, but you want to get the distribution deal and so on and so forth, you need to prove those numbers. And if FM radio is going away, and it is, okay, so these digital platforms have to step up. Everybody who says, well, I do more than FM radio does for artists and, and like, you know, I'm looking out for real talent. Okay, well, then it's time to step the fuck up. It's time to step the fuck up. And that means that you got to email certain people that maybe you don't have their contact info for yet. You got to put in the work and go and get it. You have to see who you got to talk to to get your platform track. You have to see who you got to talk to to get your network track. So you really can provide an outlet for these artists going forward because you know what's going to happen. And it's already started to happen. I, I mean, a lot. Everybody that I know, aside from a couple people in FM radio, they've already switched over to digital platforms. They've already converted their FM radio station into a platform that's digital that it can be accessed through like TuneIn or something like that. And if these digital platforms that were out before that big switch from FM want to compete, they got to do it now. They got to step up. They got to show and prove because these FM radio stations are going to bring all that bad business back over to the digital world. They're going to bring all them promo companies and all of that pay for play money and everything else that everybody's bitching about. Everybody that says real hip hop, all of them motherfuckers, everybody that complains about the state of the music business, they got to understand. Okay. Well, now is our chance to step up. And I mean, right now mm -hmm. is their chance to step up. And you're thinking about the stage, how everything is going digital with radio, thinking about the stage. I've been noticing a lot uh, like beat battles and shit like that. And it's getting a lot of attention. One reason is because everybody's home and bored. Mm -hmm. But when I seen that, I was like, maybe this could be something going forward. This is starting to have a shift where the attention can get brought away from the powers that be the major labels and everything that's associated with it. This is a lane for the independent artists to come and grab. Like, you know, and I'm, I've always been against using IG and social media as your real stage to like perform your music and shit like that because I felt like it was lazy. And it was. Up until this shit, it was lazy. It was a bunch of people that didn't want to put in fucking work and go outside and, and, and put in the work and actually get up on stage because they had stage fright or they were just too fucking lazy and shit like that. And they felt like they can just get all the likes online and so on and so forth. But now I look at it being that we're in these extenuating circumstances that maybe now that could be a lane where people could actually get noticed and it could be somewhat of a new stage. Oh, absolutely. Where if, if this doesn't open up soon in the regular normal, I mean, these fucking politicians and doctors and all of these people keep talking about this new normal and shit. So, I mean, whatever we want doesn't matter anyway. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if, if it is a public safety risk, I don't want it to begin with, man. If people are going to be getting sick and all of this shit is going to keep going on i don't want it to be that way anyway like i want this yeah. shit to get better and so, the time like, to get you know, on a wave is when it first starts you don't want to see that it's starting to get really huge and try and get on it then 
because then it's going to yeah. be 10 times the amount of work. And then you're already right. going to be behind everybody else. Now is the time to really start putting in the work, to really start putting in the effort and educating yourself and doing more. Just learn how this is evolving. Try and get ahead of the curve and then ride the wave the rest of the way. You know, it's not saying it's going to hit a point where it's just easy. It's never going to be easy. But it's something where now is the time for independent artists to really start looking into this because it's becoming something. You know, you can start yeah. to feel everything changing. You can feel it, not only like see it in social media and things like that, but deep down you can just feel that things are getting different. Yeah, there's so, a shift. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, there's a shift going on right now. I'm, I started to feel it. Like I, I just had this feeling like I could feel the power getting sucked from these motherfuckers and like I could see other people during this quarantine and everything I could see some of these other talented artists and people that know me know that I don't say that shit a lot I don't I don't like to give out credit and shit to motherfuckers that don't deserve it like you know what I mean but I've been seeing a lot of talented artists getting noticed whereas though they might not have before so I mean this is something where I don't know how it's all gonna evolve and man I don't have the answers especially right now in the middle of all of the, the shit that's going on and the changes that are happening and everything, I can just see the writing on the wall because I'm I'm on the inside of the business, man. I talk to a lot of people on a daily basis. We're trying to figure out how to go forward inside the music business and how to make money still working with artists and everything. No, like, I, you know what I, mean? I honestly, so I was talking to my friend the other day and we were just speaking on how, how things have just changed with us personally since we've been in quarantine and how it's really brought about some deep meditation and self-reflection and then, you know, really bringing forth what we really want out of life. And she said to me, she said, I really feel like another renaissance is coming. And I could kind of feel where she was coming from because right now people have so much time to do nothing but reflect and to do nothing but think on things that I really feel like it's going to be a huge renaissance, like an evolution of the way that we know things. So yeah. I, I really think something big is coming and the time to get in front of something is now because then that energy is going to push forward and just get so much bigger than you could even imagine. Yeah. And I mean, I know you know, because me and you talk a lot and like, you know what I'm saying? And everybody who's heard my segment knows this. Anybody who knows me personally knows this. I don't like dealing with rappers, right? You know what I'm saying? I don't like dealing with rappers for a lot of reasons because I felt like singers still had a worth in the music business. And I'm talking prior to all of this. The way that the music business was working is that you had to go like, 10, 11, 12 times as hard if you were a talented rapper that still took the craft seriously because you had a bunch of jokers that didn't take it seriously that are getting all them IG likes and everything else. And just in general, the structure of the business from the mainstream down chain, like the way that, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people always say, like, real hip-hop, man, fuck that mainstream shit. And they don't even understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They grew up listening to somebody who was mainstream for that time. Like, like people are like, you know, these real hip-hop, yeah, real hip-hop, hashtag real hip-hop, all, all of that. These same people listen to, like, Wu-Tang and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a time when Wu-Tang was mainstream. 
Like, you know what I mean? They was on MTV, BET. You could not hear Triumph. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could not hear It's Yours. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was all over the radio. So a lot of these people, they, they just see the bullshit that's been put out as of late with hip hop. And they call that the mainstream shit. And I find that, like, you know what I'm saying? It got into a, a like a, a discussion where no one was winning. Because for the longest time, it was like like mainstream versus underground. But the underground acts, I know personally, I've opened for some of them. I've been on the same ticket with some of them. Like, you know what I mean? Immortal Technique, Jedi Mind Tricks, mm -hmm. uh, AOTP. Like, the list goes on. I can keep going. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know some of these people personally. And I talk to them backstage and they say shit like, I can't even tell my fans how much money I make because they'd call me a sellout. And then they'd stop coming to the shows. They don't even realize that I make a half a million dollars every time I drop an album because they still buy physical copies. Even if they never play the CD, they buy it. Mm -hmm. uh, like they, the same people follow me around all over the country. I could be performing like, you know, three states away and they'll follow me. And then they'll buy a ticket there too. Like, you know, they have royal fan bases. So a lot of these, quote, underground uh, artists were making more than the mainstream, quote, artists because the mainstream artists are signed to 360 deals where they give everything back to the rich devils at the label. Like, you know what I mean? The, all the merchandise money, all the touring money, all the streaming money, all the future money, basically. That, And then it's up to the label based on your um, performance and sales and how you did as an artist to how much they'll give you. Like, you know what I mean? And it's a, it's a real fucked up business. So mm -hmm. this whole mainstream versus underground narrative was annoying me anyway because, like, you know, it's almost like people who was like, yeah, real hip-hop, underground, blah, blah, blah. It's like they, they're rooting against the people. They're rooting, number one, against the people who they say they admire, they want those people to remain as relatable as possible. It got to a point where if they even started to become successful, it was like sellout mm -hmm. and shit like that. So, I mean, at, at some point it's like, so you don't want the people you admire to get money and be successful? This whole mainstream versus underground narrative was annoying me for so long because a lot of people didn't understand even what they were fucking saying when they were saying that. And I looked at it and I'm like, okay. And for the longest time, I couldn't work with rappers for a lot of that reason. Like, you know, a lot of the people with bars that I tried to work with didn't understand that they had to go 11, 12 times harder on the business end. And then when I tried to tell them about the business end, they either wouldn't do it or I'd have to hold their hands through it or they wouldn't want to get on stage like you know or it's whatever like they're using like being independent almost as a cop-out so they don't have to do what they consider to be mainstream things right and then it's like well who did you grow up listening to and why did you start to like hip-hop and i'm gonna tell you this all of them are gonna name somebody that got into the business for money and i'm gonna just say that because that's true and a lot of these artists when they're being interviewed they lie they lie. I've dealt with it in radio, like, you know what I'm saying? And in, in, in interviewing artists and watching other people interview. I've been in the same room with people lying straight to the 
interviewer's face, straight to the DJ's face. Like, you know, well, what made you start? Well, because I love the craft. Like, you know what I mean? I really love the art form. Yeah, okay. You can love the art form and everything else, and that's fine. But that's not why you got all the way to a studio. That's not why you recorded, and then that's not why you decided to put your music out. You wanted to put your music out because you wanted money, and you probably wanted fame, and you wanted all the things that went along with those artists that you admired, that you looked up to, that got you started to rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? You were just doing it for the craft to make music. You could record in your basement and just sing on the street, you know? (laughs) It's something where touring, touring, like getting your things copywritten, you know, registering everything, following up with all the paperwork, all this, that, and the third, that's the hard work. And that's what you need to do to make the money. You know, if I like doing something, like if I like painting, but I, you know, I'm not concerned about the money, you you don't see me trying to do like a display or an auction or anything like that or publishing my works. You see me like in the basement painting, drinking a glass of wine, just having a good time. Like, that's not what you do if you don't want to make money. The goal is, you know, it's great if you can do something you love, but if you can make money off of doing something you love, that's that's what you're going to (laughs) do. Yeah, and that, see, that brings me to my other point, which is, okay, these terms that we're in, this is a struggle for a lot of people. And a lot of times when I say, like, I didn't want to work with rappers, I just wanted to work with singers because they still have a value in the market and everything. A lot of people got my words twisted. I started in hip-hop. I love hip-hop. But I love the art form, right? I love the expression. That's what got me going. And then that's what made me want to be an artist was the expression. But then also what made me record and want to become something in it was money. Yeah, I wanted that fucking money. <laughs> I wanted that money. I wanted to become, I'm not even going to fucking lie. I wanted that money. I wanted to become famous, but that's not what I'm talking about. So as far as the art form right now, I can see a spot where hip hop itself can have a resurgence. And I don't know about the business end yet because I'm trying to figure that out because the major labels are still holding on to everything that's valuable in the business. All the assets that you can have as an artist, I don't care how independent you say you are, Mr. or Mrs. Indie Artist. You don't own your own shit when you have to put your shit on streaming and the major label owns the streaming service. You're not all the way independent at that point. You're only independent if you have your own website or whatever you're doing and you host your music there, which is what I'm trying to get into and I'm trying to figure this out because whenever there's a struggle, whenever there's like, you know, something that a lot of people are trying to get through in hard times in life, hip hop can be a compass. And it usually is. Absolutely. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's full of expression. A lot of pain came from the beginning of hip hop. These are painful times. I look at this as an opening for the real MCs. Yeah. The people who really want to have meaningful music. This could be a time where people are seeking that out. They don't want to hear about dancing in the club and all of that shit because clubs ain't open. Dancing in the club is so far away from their mind right now because they might have had family that got sick. They might be losing their house. They might be like in financial troubles right now. They want to hear music that has substance. 
So yeah, this could be a, a, can, like a like a renaissance. Yeah, use this use this these times of uncertainty. Use this time of of being able to reflect more upon things to really just create and just delve deeper and just pull everything up from the roots and just bring that forward because people are looking for genuine genuine emotion right now, genuine words, because so much of what we're hearing uh, in the media, on TV, different things like that, so much of it is negative and so much of it is false or half-truths or different things like that, that something genuine and heartfelt, I know for me, would just be so refreshing. And I would just, I'm using this time personally, I'm developing so much as a person right now in this time that I know I'm personally going to use it to just propel myself forward. And if more people did that, if more independent artists looked at this time in that same way, they could really start to get ahead and make a platform for themselves. But they have to do the work. That is a requirement. You have to lose sleep. You have to get some gray hairs. You know, you're going to have to make, yep. you know, like, you know, have many, many sleepless nights. But it can be done, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah. I mean, we'll end it on this. Like, going forward, this business is going to have a huge change. I mean, to say the change is coming would be a lie. The change is here. Mm-hmm. The change is happening. The change is in motion. I mean, I, I can just look around with what's going on behind the scenes in the business, from the labels, from FM radio on down, to the talent agencies, to the promo companies, to everything else. Shit is shut down. People are... I was on a conference call just the other day. I won't get into who I was on the phone with, but I was on a conference call the other day and there was about 10 people on that one phone call. And we're just from different angles of the business. This one person has a lot of people's numbers in the business, a lot of like moguls in the business too, real famous people. And he, that day called everybody in his contact list. He got back on the phone and was just, you know, dropping jewels about what's going on and even at the top of the business, how they're scrambling. So the change is now, the change is happening. And I just want to say this, the biz is over. The old music business that we knew, it's done. So if you own a digital platform, uh, online radio station, a digital radio station, if you're an artist, if you have anything that you are doing creatively right now, is the time to really think and reflect on how you're going to get your art form out and get it to an audience and not try to just revert when things start to have a little bit of normalcy. Don't go back and revert to that normal. Let's really change shit. Let's take the power completely out of these devil's hands. The same devils that took my music career away from me. All of these major label execs, all of these fucking hot ups in FM radio that deserve all of this shit they're getting right now. They deserve it. Trust me, I know from experience. They know what they did wrong and they know that they deserve what the fuck they're getting right now. Let's come up with a strategy and a plan to get our shit out there and not return back to this sense of normalcy whenever the devils want to want to come back with their shit and just get us dancing again, say, fuck that. Pretty soon, 
we're working on getting your music done now. Whenever this thing starts and we can get you back into the studio and everything else and really get your material together, this is something that even you got to think about too. And this is something that you are building on. So if we're going to take this back, everybody that's been saying that mainstream sucks and everything else, well, now's the time to capitalize. Now's the time to show your mouth is. Yeah, exactly. Now's the time to capitalize, show and prove, or shut the fuck up. I don't want to see, I don't want to see the bitching and complaining months from now when the devil's figured out a plan and shit. I don't want to hear all of that shit. If you really are about your business, and then do it now. Now is the time. You're not going to get a pause like this, like probably ever in your lifetime, ever again. So now everything is kind of like on standstill. We're trying to figure out what to do and you're not going to get a jump like this ever again. Well, everybody that's listening to this, I want to see y'all creating. I want to see y'all innovating and share. Hit me up on social, Divine Salt TM. And what was your socials? Mine is um, the official Monica Rose or at Musical Mo. There you go. Any ideas, you know, anything at all that you really think that you could put into action, let us know. Because we want to hear it. And on that note, we set our peace.